When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not worth winning if you can't win! Welcome, welcome back, everybody. This is the Cake Eaters Podcast. My name is Brandon. I have my co-host Heath here with me. And today we're continuing our discussion of D2, The Mighty Ducks. This is part two of our what's going to be a lengthy 10-part discussion just because we want to try to keep the episodes as short as we can. But there's just so much to talk about. Um, So we're doing it in roughly... Uh, 10 movie minute segments. Um, so the first episode, which you should go back and listen to part one was minutes zero through about nine, um, ended right where Jan gives, uh, Gordon Bombay the duck call to go round up the ducks. So for part two, that's where we're picking up. It's a, it's about, I think it's about minute nine and 30 seconds. And then we're taking that all the way through to about the 20 minute mark, um, where we just get introduced to the new ducks, Fulton Reed takes a massive slap shot and then it hit it knocks Tibbles out. So that's where we're going to end today's discussion for part two. So without further ado, let's get right into this Heath where we left off with the duck call. <laughs> so anyways, that's, that's, uh, that's, it's a, you know, we've got that moment. He's got the duck call. And so after that, we cut to, oh, but before we, before we get to the duck call though, I want to talk about the junior goodwill games for a second. Okay. Because it's 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 the junior Goodwill Games. Yes, it's not. It's it's nothing to do with the Olympics. It's nothing to do with that. And so there's also there's in in hockey there's the World Junior Tournaments that they okay. do. Uh, I forget how often they do it, but they do it every so like every two or four years or whatever. And it's the they have like the age brackets where it's like under eighteen, under sixteen. And they do that for all these countries. This is not either of those. It's not the Olympics. It's not the World Juniors Tournament. So, like, a lot of people I, – I've, I've seen in criticism before about a lot of people being like, how are these 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 one-year success stories getting on this – like, the, the Team USA? I thought the same thing. So, I'm going to point like that how out. how is – We're we're not dealing is, with – this is not the top okay. tournament. It's not – I would I would wager it's not even the B or the C-list tournament. I feel like this Junior uh, Goodwill Games is, like – D level talent. And that's why you get like Trinidad and Tobago in there and team Iceland instead of uh, Canada and Russia, Russia and Canada. And they lose, they're all terrible. And I think that's why it's because you get, this is the D list. So like Canada is paying zero attention to this tournament at all. They're like, we're not even going to worry about it. Send the fucking kindergartner kids in there. Who cares? Same with Russia. They're like, we're, we don't care about this D list tournament. So I think that's, yeah, I think that's we need to point that out that we're not dealing with the Olympics or the World Juniors. This is the Junior Goodwill Games, which I mean, if you ask me, that sounds like a 
a D-list tournament. We're, we're, we're dealing with okay. the bottom of the barrel here. Okay, that makes that makes sense. This is like NAIA level football happening right now. I, I would. This is. I think this is like like eight man football. This is like an eight man football <laughs> tournament. You know, it's, we had <laughs> eight man football in Nebraska. It was, it was interesting. <laughs> uh, look, I I did not. I I played eleven man football. We were very close though. <laughs> Just have, yeah, have, so, that's a, you you played you played both offense and defense. That's for damn sure. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I I, that, I think I just wanted to point that out that we're, um, it in the Mighty Ducks movies they build the junior good they build this junior Goodwill games up, but I feel like we're not we're not dealing with top of top tier tournament here. This is yeah. So all you haters out there like me talking shit, being like, how did these guys make this? Um, just calm down. Yeah. All right. They could have. Exactly. So there you go. All right. So that's a great call out there, Brandon. We I'm glad we we went through that. Um, but now we've got our boy Charlie. We get to see a little slice of his home life, and we see what looks like it, it my room in my parents' house. I was just back last Charlie's, month. It still looks Charlie's exactly like this. Fantastic. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. how my my room every kid's looked bedroom looked up. like this. Mm-hmm. I want. Did you have a Walkman? Set. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I, I, when I was back, we, me and Big Mike cleared, cleared out my, who's, um, for the listeners, once again, Big Mike is how I address my father. He's, it's, it's tongue in cheek. He's very small. Um, but we were cleaning out this old thing and we found two old working Walkmen and two Discmen. Cause you know, I would have yeah. one and Heidi would have one. So we yeah, had like yeah. two of everything. Um, I didn't check to see if they still worked, but I did have an old boom box that worked and I played this old WWF WrestleMania superstars cassette <laughs> tape. And it was fucking awesome. Brandon, Amazing. like I can't even, can't even lie to you. You can't even, can't even listen to it. It's not even available on Spotify. <laughs> this, this dope WWF album. Well, that's cause they, they probably, they probably don't own any, they don't own any of the rights to, to actually put that on Spotify. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm assuming that as well. But I also so when Bo- I do have a little bit of that's how, with that's this, how a lot like, of those uh, like if you because uh, you're a big WWE uh, network guy, so like when you yeah. go back and you watch some of the old stuff, they'll have switched out songs or they just don't play any songs at all because they don't have the rights to those songs anymore. Mm, that's a bummer. Yeah. But yeah, well, we've got Charlie in his room. Listen wanna, to some. I want to point some out some rock stuff. music. Yeah, he's jamming out. I want to point out some of the stuff he has in his room, though, because it's the camera spans a good chunk of his room. So he's yeah, got. We the see medals. We see trophies. Trophies. We see but, ducks. Newspaper clippings. Yes. So he has newspaper clippings. Um, he has what? One of the articles is it uh, about the uh, Minnesota North Stars move to Dallas, which would have happened right before this movie takes place. Yeah. Um, and then the other article is one about the Minnesota Miracle Man and how they won the championship. Then he has uh, like a cutout poster thing of uh, Quebec Nordiques player. He has uh, baseball hats uh, or yeah, he has, he's got hats for the San Jose Sharks, the Chicago Blackhawks, the now Dallas Stars, um, the Miami Dolphins. So he's got hats on hats of all of these teams which is exactly what I had when I was growing up. I had a hat of yep. every, every team I could get a hat of, even if I didn't root for them or didn't cheer for them. 
you just get the hat, you know? And then he had, uh, th- this is the thing that I had in my room. He has the, the, the pennants, um, all mm. over his room. Uh, most of his nice. were, were Minnesota Vikings pennants, but I had like, Ugh. when I was growing up, I had baseball pennants. And again, I had a baseball pennant for every single team. And I had those like hanging up on my wall. And then, uh, That's and then, cool. And then he has uh, his OG Ducks jersey framed hanging on his wall, which is tight. That is that is super a, tight. Wait, hold on. Do you think the Nordiques poster was our boy Joe Sackick? I don't think it was. Because he was in the league. I, I've got a, I, I literally yeah, yeah, have yeah. a Joe Sackick card right in front of me because I found it when I was back home at my parents. And so he would have definitely been on the Nordiques. Well, yeah, he played his whole career with the Nordiques slash the Avalanche, and he definitely yeah. was playing at this time because I think he was drafted. He was drafted in the, in the yeah, late eighties, eighty eight. Um, yeah, I, I have his. The, I literally I have his card in my hand. I don't think the poster because it wasn't a poster. It was like a. It it looked like a like picture, a magazine cutout. Yeah, like a, a picture of a Nordique player that he cut out of a magazine. I couldn't tell who it was. I don't think it was Joe though. It didn't. Okay, I would have recognized Joe. Okay. Well, we can move on then. I was just curious. It could be, cool. uh, well, yeah, it could have been anybody. It could have been, uh, oh yeah, it wasn't Joe though. I feel like I would have recognized Joe. Can we, can we talk for two seconds about how there's no way humanly possible that Charlie heard Bombay do the duck call and then yeah, just kind of say, Hey, Charlie, Hey, Charlie. So, so nor- no nor- way. With Normal, his music blasting in his ears. Normally, I would agree with you, but I think we have we've we've established with Jan being the weird person that he is, and the way that this duck call was presented to Bombay that this duck call is magic. Oh, so it's just the ducks hear it no yes. matter what they're doing. They just it, they hear the call. You, you you hear it in your soul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's like. Uh, um, who, who else has like a call like that? Um, kind of like a bat signal, I guess a bat signal, spider, spidey sense. Yeah. Some, oh, there you go. Yeah. So they, their spidey senses tingle when they hear the duck call. Yeah. Something like that. So you're, you're the duck senses, the ducky sense. Yeah. That's. And so Charlie, of course, is like, holy the, shit, the Bombay. Magic. There we go, Heath. The the mallard magic. I love that. So we hear the mallard magic honking down from the street. And Charlie is like, oh hell yes, Bombay. Toss me the duck call. It's time to it's time to get some some the time to get the flock together, Brandon. Time to round them up. And I have every single and so like like I, I think I mentioned the this scene where they round up the ducks is shot in Minneapolis and they hit Awesome. A ton of local Minnesota stuff, and I have. This, All right, I'll go through stuff. the people. I'll go through the people, and you hit the landmarks. Okay, so first landmark. I'm going to stop you before we get going. First landmark. Okay, I guess not really a landmark, but it's Charlie's apartment, which are yeah the Adams apartments on 500 South 10th Street. If you want to go see where Charlie lived. No shit, you actually looked up his apartment. Well, Minneapolis.gov. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's got okay. legit. So it's, you got, can... it's got the exact address of every single fucking thing. Too. It's Damn. they were Dude. they they are hoping that people go on Mighty Ducks tours. 
Wow. I, I honestly, I have so much respect for the Minnesota Tourism Bureau right now. I just, I can't even. They're crushing it, dude. Yeah. A, like, a, they a plus they, they work, fucking guys. get it, man. Yeah. yeah let's <laughs> shout out, shout out, Minnie. I, uh, I, I, I saw when I was watching the scene, it, I was like, okay, these are like Minnesota stuff. I, I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do like some research and figure out what these are. And I literally typed it in and it was the first thing that popped up in Google. And add everything fucking listed out. And I was like, oh, well, they made this real easy for me. Ah, man, I love it. And so Charlie comes flying around the corner with his Ducks jersey on. And I loved that. Like, as they're just waiting for him, he comes flying around the corner. And the first person that he goes and gets is the the tough talking Jesse. And he's out playing some pickup street hockey. And he's talking a whole bunch of shit while he's out there doing it. Oh, yeah. Good old Jesse Hall, dude. Calling but they don't have a shit. lot. Of, yeah, they they keep it very short and simple between him and Charlie, though. He's like, hey, Jesse. Hey, Charlie. Jesse, we're back. We back, okay. baby. <laughs> and then, this, always, this always reminds me, not, not, not to, to interject here, but this always reminds yeah. me of... You, you watch Parks and Rec, right? Yeah, of course. So, so at the end of season two, they shut down the the local government uh, in, in in Parks and Rec, and That's then at right. the begin yeah. at the beginning of season three, they bring everybody back, and Leslie Nope goes on like a little roundup tour where she goes up to everybody while they're doing their own stuff, and is like, "Hey, yes. we're back." That oh, always reminds that, that is... Parks and Scene always reminds me of this. I I is it? I hope that was their inspiration. Isn't Jerry doing something like really personal? And she like oh, he's, like Jer a bath or something? No, Jerry. Jerry is painting like a legit masterpiece of a painting. Uh, oh like by yeah, a, and by she, a throws lake, and she throws it in the lake. She, <laughs> <laughs> Leslie walks up, but she's like, Jerry. You, don't, "You don't need this anymore." And throw, throws it in the lake. The, it like the my favorite thing about that show is the Jerry gary storyline and how he ends up being mayor and how yeah. they like always get his name wrong and then the statue yeah. they spell gurgich wrong yeah and then his family of like uh, <laughs> perfect smoking hot. Guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone is so hot <laughs> oh great yeah. show all right anyways um so we got jesse so, we so got charlie up, so he picks up jesse at the emerson spanish immersion school which is on uh 1421 spruce place that's where they're playing the pickup hockey yeah so they're playing in the playground cool. of that school and then when okay. once they leave and they're they're skating by you can see in the background there's a sign that says emerson's school um so that's where they're at okay and so next we hear hey let's go get averman and so are there any landmarks prior to them hitting the mall of america no, no, it's just the, them picking up Averman at the movie theater inside Mall of America. Back in then, the mall again. Them rollerblading in the fucking mall, man. There's just there's just no way. I, oh, I the, know we thing? got the mall wrong last time, but like, what the fuck is the deal with them rollerblading in the mall? Well, this one makes a little more sense because the one from the first movie was a legit small mall that they're, they're yeah. they were rollerblading downstairs and shit. Mall of America, a little more spread out. This one's more, but like one, way, more way more people, way more people, and they they steal a poor guy's hat. 
I do want to yeah, point dude's out just though, trying to have some tea and a breakfast sandwich and they steal his hat. I do want to point out because they, they briefly show Bunch of hoodlums. They briefly show um Charlie's uh Joshua Jackson's stunt double roller skating okay. up and then like right before the hat gets stolen. It's like a like a real short, quick cut to the the uh, stunt double who is easily 35 years old and twice the size of Joshua Jackson. <laughs> and then there's another That's one awesome. later, later on in the roundup where uh, it shows like Averyman's rollerblading stunt double. And again, he's like 35 years old, twice the size of Averyman. <laughs> they don't look anything alike. That cracked me up so much. So I actually have a little bit of beef with this pickup though, Brandon, because Averman is in the middle of his shift at the movie theater pulling ticket stubs and Jesse and Charlie are just like yelling at him and shit to ditch work. You know, he got fired. Like you, like, of course he's like, yeah, but, 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 but like, you know, he got fired. You can't just leave in the middle of your shift. He got fired rightfully so, but he did not put up much of a fight. The only thing that Charlie and Jesse did is Charlie blew the duck call. And then he said, Let's go, Averman. And then Averman did one or they two. They were like, little "Come pouts. on, come on!" He did one or two little pouts, and then he left. So I, he didn't, he did not fight this enough for Dude, me to feel peer sorry for pressure. Him. Brandon, peer pressure as a kid, as someone who Averman, is very susceptible to peer pressure, I totally Averman get like it's his own. Oh, man. I get it. Okay, no, no, he no excuses. Play like a champion. Okay. Oh my god! No way. As someone who is you very got, susceptible you have to nobody, peer pressure, I get nobody it. to blame but yourself. Okay, it's not my fault that like I want to do all those things, even though <laughs> I know they're not something that I should do. I know better, but I kind of want to do it anyways, and that's why sometimes I I cave to the peer pressure. But so Averman gets fired yeah. from from for sure he gets fired from the the movie theater at Mall of yeah. America, and then when they're skating yeah. through. All the, the Mall the, of America stuff. It's it's the remember the how I, I doubt I doubt this is what it's called now anymore. But um in the nineties it was called the Nickelodeon Universe and it was all Nickelodeon themed. Remember when Nickelodeon had like fucking theme parks and all that weird shit? Yeah. Those were the days. It's it's not any Nickelodeon theme for sure, because it's like the Paul Bunny. We talked about it, the Paul Bunyan log shoot. It's got the yeah, yeah. little roller coaster that goes. I thought that little roller coaster that went all around there was the coolest thing. And like the Paul Bunyan log shoot. No one can mess with me. That that thing I thought was just the greatest fucking ride ever. <laughs> that that in Kansas City, Worlds of Fun. There are some like the Mamba, Kansas City, Worlds of Fun and Oceans of Fun. Man, that's that was that was a good theme park too. Anything involving Kansas City is a hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. But so they pick up Airmen, um, they they skate through Nickelodeon yep. Universe at the Mall of America. Um and then we go to uh, Connie and Gee. So, yes, so we're we're going to Connie and Gee on our way to Connie and Gee. The okay. the three of them, and this is where Averman's stunt double comes in. The three of them skate under Stone Arch Bridge, which is on Seven okay. Portland Avenue, and then they skate up to Connie and Gee, who are at Saint Anthony Falls, which is on One Portland Avenue. So that's a little Saint Anthony Falls. I I put that this had to them. have been a I put that this had to have been a some kind of landmark because this is a nice looking romantic bridge. And this was the first With the this falls. Is, 
this was the thing that like sparked my my dive into this. I was like, that looks. I bet you that's a landmark. Let me see if I can figure out what it is. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, what do you think about Charlie just blocking Gee going in for the kiss? Wait five seconds, Charlie. Wait five goddamn seconds. Okay. God, just the has the emotional maturity of a slug yeah. that Charlie Conway, you know, and, and, and like, kiss, he said, and then, he's like, dude, is this close that close? And then, but, but we get Averman's famous line. You want to hit the quack attack is back, Jack. Boom. And then, and he, they used and it that, on all the uh, trailers, like the movie yeah. trailer. That was, quack attack is that back, was how Jack. it opened yeah. up. Yeah. And that's all it took for, Aver- Con- Aver- for Connie and Gita hop to, you know, hop back on the train. You know, they were like, yeah, we're in. Um, yeah, I just I I had I had some issues with Charlie. Like, I mean, I get it. He's probably like 13 and you want to, like, mess with your buddy and just be like, oh, wait, sorry. Wait five seconds, dude. Wait five seconds. Just five seconds is all it took. But but they go from. Oh, I, what do you think about the them going from picking up Connie and Guy to them weaving in and out of the traffic cones? And then Charlie's like. So do you know where they're weaving you know, in and out of traffic cones, Heath? What? Mir- where? The, the Miriam Street Bridge. The Miriam St- Okay, okay. That's it. What did you think about Charlie's, like, 36-inch vertical? Or maybe 48-inch well, vertical that, that was to jump one, over that. That equipment. was another thing where his stunt double fucking shows up and he's <laughs> twice his size. God, uh, yeah, that, like, was, ins- that was insane. Insane. And then the that, poor guy falls uh, into the wheelbarrow and then gets fucking. Yeah, and gets cement poured yeah. on him. Like, that's not cool. And they were like those celebrating clo- it. Ugh. Those clothes are ruined. Ruined. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a bad day for that poor construction that's gonna be, worker. Oh, that's going to be a rough shower, too, getting cement off. Oh, man. And there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't even know how you'd get dried cement off your skin well, you, and you, you your gotta, hair. You got to get in there before it dries. Like you got to get, yeah. You got to get there. You got to get into a shower quick. And then yeah, the power. Cool. Wa- you're not getting in a shower, dude. You're out back with the hose getting power washed. Ooh, that's true. Uh, do, do you think they have power wash on on site of the construction zone? Because that would be best case scenario. You just hit them with the. No, I doubt it. It probably just has to run to a backyard. <laughs> Where's the fuck? Em- emergency. He's on a, he's on a street. Uh, he's on a downtown street bridge. Where the fuck's he gonna find a bed? Emergency! Emergency! <laughs> we have a cement emergency. It must be sprayed off. Oh man, Amazing. that's good stuff. Okay, so anyways, that was that was a great. T- we're headed to Goldberg's delicatessen. So yes, and Gold. So Goldberg's delicatessen, not actually Goldberg delicatessen. It's uh oh, it's not. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin this this last name here. I'm gonna butcher okay. it. But it's a uh, Kramarzuk. I think is how you say it. Yes. Uh, Kramarzuk Sausage Company on 215 East Hennepin Avenue. Nice. Go get some uh, some Minnesota sausage there, huh? Mm-hmm. And then after so after they, they, they're they doing a bunch of weird little faces at Goldberg. Uh, yeah. And he walks out on his family business. That's um, yeah, that's okay. He was just he was just wiping tables down. It, it looked like the lunch rush had just finished up. That's true. You know so what I mean? The, it looked like they were in that 2 to 5 p.m. lull between mm-hmm. rush, you that's know? Fair. That's fair. So, so then they're, they're, have uh, you ever, I thought you worked at a restaurant, Brandon. You should know better than that. I did. I never worked 2 to 5, though, because nobody's there. No. I always, I always had the, I had the, I always did the 11 to 5 shift because I was the most productive in the back. 
Oh, that's also the that's the that's the worst shift to do. You don't make any. Yeah, money. you gotta. I did fry all the time. Ta- well, because I we we didn't get tips at tacos anymore. It's not like we were waiting oh, tables. Okay. So yes, I had yeah, to, yeah. did all fried up all the taco shells and stuff. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Made the meat. Um, you know. But so, so after so, the anyways, Goldberg, they're skating yep. across the Hennepin Avenue Bridge, which goes over the Mississippi River. It looked very lovely. And then they they hit Irvine Park, and that's where okay. they they're they're, sk- they're skating through the fountain. Okay, um, that fountain. How did they skate? Like, is that fountain where they could skate on top of it? That was pretty wild. That was weird. That threw me off. I'm assuming yeah. it's just like I'm assuming it's not like a pool of water. I'm assuming it's yeah. like a concrete brick that water just flows over. Yeah, then, that's like, what it, I. It creates too. like the optical illusion that it's like a a big pool there. Um, yep. but yeah, but yeah, so they're so, heading to the bank's house. Yes, so they they skate through Irvine Park. Uh, is that is that when uh, Goldberg does the flip into the picnic? Does the what? After? When does he? When does when does the picnic happen? Or oh, that's that's after, right? That's after. That's, that's after. after they yeah, they got Banks. Okay, but so yeah, Irvine Park. Then they go to Banks. Uh, Banks' house is in the Lowry Hill neighborhood on Mount Curve Avenue. Okay. And so if you want to go Banks visit his, is, and his his house looked fucking sick, dude. Yeah, his, was, his it looks like his notch. dad is also a lawyer. Well, he's 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 a he comes from a rich family. We know that. He's yeah. a, he's a he's a cake eater. Fucking you know. getting those fundamentals down with that. That's a nice little goal with like goalie cutout in there to practice yeah. in too. Like that was some nice that? equipment. Flat driveway. I think that was was it a, a detached garage or if not it, it yeah. was a, it was an offset garage, um, yeah. At the very least, but yeah, that house looked fucking sick. I would I would love to live in that house. I did feel bad for poor Banks. Got that? Uh, he he gave him that like mid puberty yell back when they're like Banks, you want to play some real hockey? And he's like, Yeah, yeah. And the, know, the we've all been there. I think it it, it points to his his standing as a cake eater. That he's he's out here he's playing hockey by himself you know at home yeah yeah, Je- yeah. Jesse well out. he's just putting Je- in the work yeah but I mean Jesse's putting in the work too but he's got friends he's putting in the work with uh, he's you know playing some street ball yeah. um so I don't know you know we just I I just I I would love for Adam to have a friend you know if we can get him one friend. Well, I'm glad that Banks then, but he jumps right in because he's like, he's like, you guys, it's international competition. It's us against the world. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and this is your, this is, this is, this is your moment. Goldberg this is into the picnic. Yeah. Because yeah, Goldberg's like, bring him on. We're ready. And Jesse's like, ah, Goldberg. And like gives him a little tap. And Goldberg just spins out, falls down the hill and somersaults into the middle of a, a romantic picnic. Yep. Yep, <laughs> and so then so they're, definitely now, ready for that global competition. <laughs> and now, now there's there's so they're skating through. So after the after that, they're skating through, um, PV Fountain, okay, and Lake of the Isles Bridge. And so this is when oh. they're, they're they're skating through that little park, and we we see yep. our boys, Heath, our fucking boys, the Hawks. McGill, McGill and Larson, and then. Some yeah, uh, McGill and Larson are back. And, Wait, and did a, you see McGill got his ear pierced? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. McGill, McGill's you know taking the badass up a, up a notch with that ear pierce. Uh huh. He's got a sick hawk hat too. Is that him or Larson that has the hawk yeah. hat? 
No, it's him. It's Miguel. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't uh, know who the third guy is. Like they 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 brought in is, the tall dude. His name is Norbert. That's what the credits say. His name is Norbert. I don't know who the fuck Norbert yeah, is, so I don't remember him from the first one. He must be a yeah. He must I, be I, new. I imagine based on how tall he was and his uh, blonde hair and blue eyes that he aud- he probably auditioned for an Iceland spot and they gave him this one instead. They were like, you yeah. know, what? we need we need a third hawk. Yeah, we need someone to fill in the Banks role for the Hawks, and you you look like you'll be the muscle. Yep. And then uh, so. So they 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 hatched the idea to a, a vicious terrible idea to do like uh to to roll the the string across right the and trip wire the, the they're going to ambush them you know how fucking painful that would be to fucking be rollerblading and hit a trip wire like that oh yeah like they're going to face plant too like that's, that's like knocked that's, out teeth broken yeah, wrists that, for sure that's like assault throw you in juvie kind of fucking damage you're going to do to these kids by fucking yeah. putting a tripwire right there. And Especially it, and it's like in the, the, it's in the middle of a fucking park with everybody else that's there. You're going to you're you're going to trip up somebody else too. You're going to trip up Could you imagine stroller. if they caught a biker? Yeah, oh dude. That would have that would have been real bad. And like as fast as the ducks were coming, like that would have been real carnage oh. for the people up front. Yeah, yeah, you're losing teeth, you're getting fucking yeah. ro- road rash on your face. Speaking yeah, of going back like to when you mentioned Brink, this is like when Gabriella yeah. hits the hits the the pavement, hits the deck, yeah. Dude. But oh, uh, so, anyways, not 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 a not a well like a very ill conceived prank, but they were yeah. just pissed that the Ducks beat them in the finals last yeah. year. Um, wait, hold on. Do you like they threw some puns in there? They are like, ooh, they're sitting ducks. Yeah, they threw a bunch of puns in there. One large order of shredded duck coming right up. And then Fulton's like, they won't know what hit them. The effect they put on Fulton's voice is so fucking stupid. It doesn't like why did they deep. They tried to make him into like Frankenstein for Frankenstein's monster. I apologize. I apologize for all the, the literal purists out there. um, Frankenstein's monster. But so, yeah, so they hit, so Fulton comes in with his deep ass voice and then he starts beating him up. Um, and the one thing I wanted to point <laughs> like out about this It's like a super goofy scene, 90s beat up montage too, yeah, right? Where it's like, in the background. Whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, did you just and see him like so getting many, jumped up? So many canoes. Why are there so many canoes there? So <laughs> many. Dude, have, it's, you don't know shit about renting canoes in the summer at the lakes, Brandon. It's a, it's a, it's a great business, but it definitely, it, it didn't look like any of them were rented though. They were all still there because there were so many fucking canoes. It's early in the day, Brandon. It was, it was early in the day. I think we've established that it was. It, we we already established this between two and five because of the 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 dole the the lunch the end of the lunch rush at the the. Might have been a over. might have been a cool cool day up there off the lakes, you know. That's the best time to go breeze. canoeing, you know. I said, Brandon, I don't know what to tell you. There are a lot of canoes. Maybe they so, had a lot, they just had a, a so lot of canoes. inventory. That's the only thing that popped in my head while I was watching that scene. I was like, there's so many canoes, so many canoes. And maybe they take in old canoes and fix them up and, you know, launch them back on the water, Brandon. It's like a, can, Did I ever tell like you- a canoe shelter. <laughs> Did I ever tell you? Because I was going to say, and then they just leave them out in the park. Like somebody could easily steal them, walk up and steal a yeah. canoe. Which reminded me of a time. I've, I've, I think I've mentioned on here before that I, I worked at Dick's Sporting Goods for a, a holiday season. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, because you just absolutely just thrash yeah, them. It's a it's a terrible it's a terrible company. Don't ever work for Dick's Morning Goods. But my best story that I have of working at Dick's Morning Goods is the day that somebody legitimately stole a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We were uh, like, I was working the closing shift, and it was like right when everybody was we're closing up, we're counting drawers. I assume the canoe, the the outdoors people, the canoe guys are doing a quick inventory check, and they realized that a canoe was missing. And so yeah. we go we go back on the fucking security cameras, and sure shit, somebody just grabbed a canoe and walked out. Good God, that's <laughs> that's bold, man. Like Dude, that is fucking like, bold. At that point, like you deserve it. That's your canoe now. If you're if you're gonna be that fucking bold, and then nobody calls you on it, um, yeah. But yeah, just he and it was so. The best part that, is that guy he earned that canoe though. That he oh earned yeah, that absolutely. Canoe. The, the best part is so it was the one I the Dick Sporting Goods I worked at was attached to a very popular mall, and it's a it was a two stories yeah. Dick Sporting Goods, right? And so what happened was he came in the Dick Sporting Goods entrance, uh, at the at the bottom, the the parking lot to Dick Sporting Goods entrance, first floor, the canoes are on the top floor so he walks in goes up the escalator and then has to cross all the way over to the other side of dick's Sporting goods grab the canoe and this is all on camera we're all watching this nobody <laughs> like, nobody does anything to him he just walks over grabs the canoe comes over back down the elevator out the front door and it's just like what Amazing. no nobody nobody stopped him once nobody even fucking looked at him Dude, I hope that he, I hope that he had a good ass time with that canoe, though. You know, yeah. like I hope he had a good weekend. He deserves. What it, lake dude. do you it think he? What What lake do you think he used it on? Um, horse tooth? You think he went, ran up to horse tooth? Up maybe in horse. Fort either I would. I, yeah. My guess would be that either horse tooth or Dylan going up to Lake Dylan. Okay. Yeah. Lake Those Dillon. would be my that guesses. Makes sense. Huh. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. That. Uh, that's my. That's my one and only good story from Dick Sporting Goods when I worked there. Is watching the dude just right. fucking walk out with a canoe. A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit brokenforestco.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. And so they are official i love that story by the way so they they officially pick up fulton i do have a little bit of beef with like why did fulton like take off all like take them down strip them down oh, yeah, to their underwear, to the underwear and then uses the trip wire to the tree yeah, yeah to tie them to the tree like i get just, tying just, them to the tree because for that you, was, you know what that is Heath? that's good old-fashioned what? sexual shame that's what that is Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing just, like some good old fashioned hazing. That's just really, boy, uh, boys being boys. Set he's, the tone. Yeah. That's oh my god. <laughs> boys being boys. That's uh man. But yeah, that's let's, let's. I think we can all agree that we've we've moved past the the need to pants people down to their underwear and tie them to the tree as punishment. Yeah. Yeah. 
So anyways, we pick up Fulton as the, the ducks are cheering. My favorite is as they see Bombay, they are fired up and they are so, they're skating <laughs> down the road in a flying V. Do we get some some more um, landmarks when they're in that flying V? So when they're, when they're skating down towards Bombay, Bombay is sitting out in front of the Band Box Diner, which is okay. on 729 South 10th Street. But so nice. what, what I love about that scene is they're skating down. They're in the flying V. Charlie's blowing the duck call and everybody's chanting ducks, 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 ducks. And then, ducks. They, and then they circle around Bombay yeah. and they're skating around him. What I love is when they show Bombay, when they show everybody skating around Bombay, they show a pedestrian just walking by right by Bombay. Imagine being <laughs> that guy just walking down the street and these fucking kids with a duck ducks, call. Yeah. Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> just that's like, it. but the, like that's what a, the fuck is this you you know what you do you do exactly what that person does and you let those people live yep. their lives just keep, and just keep, keep fucking walking yeah and then, like and you, then you tell, got a great story to tell you know exactly oh my god yeah that that's the problem with people these days they, they just a bunch of fucking haters out there interrupt let people live their lives and just mind your own fucking business just don't do anything like that'll hurt anyone you know like they weren't I, hurting anything yeah, I just I I that cracked me up though. I was like, I just imagine being uh, that guy, and, and especially if you're that guy and you don't you know nothing about the Minnesota Miracle Man or the Ducks or yeah. anything about Pee Wee Hockey and these fucking yeah, kids on rollerblades. You're just like, what? I don't know what's going on, uh, but I love it. You know? Yeah, it's just like, oh man, these these youths these days, they're they're <laughs> crazy. They're these crazy youths, and then Bombay hits them. Welcome back, ducks. Are you ready to fly? Hell yeah. And then, so this this next moment is what I will consider the number one missed opportunity of the whole movie. And okay. what we have is we have a limo driving up, honking, beep, 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 honk, 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 Brandon. And we got it. Who do we have in there? We actually have Jesse being like, who's in there? Can't be from this neighborhood. I didn't catch <laughs> I thought that. that was nice. Yeah. And someone's like, who's in there? And Jesse's like, can't be from this neighborhood. Probably another drug dealer, Jesse. Yeah, yeah that's that's exactly. Yeah. Someone that you're going to have to use their eyeballs as hockey pucks. <laughs> um, but... Who do we have? None other than our boy Don Tibbles popping Tibbles. up out of that limo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and he goes, Hey guys, I'm Don Tibbles with Hend Hendrix Hockey Apparel. We're your official sponsors. Want a card? Remember when people used to give cards all the time? I have I have business cards. They're old old job title, but I have some and I cherish them. They're I great. just I, a, I, I just, uh, that, I remember that, that era so fondly when people used to give out business cards all the time. But then I started thinking, if I'm Don Tibbles, I'm not giving my business card, which probably has my phone number on it, to, to, kids. Th to this group of fucking misfits. You know, you know uh, how many, but you know how many like, prank calls you're going to get? If I'm the kids, do I really give a shit about this dude's business card, though? They all said yes. They wanted one. Connie was the first. Connie, I like, know. Screamed. I didn't. She was like, "Yes, I, I know." I want. I literally wrote down. I don't get the enthusiasm for the business card, but also I haven't been a kid in a while, so maybe I just don't get it. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a kid thing. It's a kid thing. It's a kid thing. Like you just want one because he offered it, right? 
So, but anyways, the missed opportunity right here is where we Bombay hops in the limo with Tibbles and Tibbles is chatting through like when he hops in, Bombay's like, oh, nice ride. I used to have one of these. And right then and there, the the little um, thing should have lowered in the limo and then boom, MC Ganey should have jumped out. Uh, hey, boss, there's just some shit. Quack, quack, quack. I don't care what he said. That is a missed uh, opportunity of the century. I didn't even think of that, but uh, it, like a small little MC Ganey cameo right there would have been would have been fucking amazing. Right. Just two seconds, like especially because Bombay made the joke that like, oh, I used to have is, one yeah. of these and it would have been hilarious for MC Ganey to just be like, hey, and then uh, move on. And that's it. And then just move on. That would have been so amazing. That would have been clutch. Yeah, well, you know, we'll go. Let me find my time machine. We'll get. I'll make that happen. Yeah, but so then, so, then, so anyways, uh, then we get Bombay, Bombay gets his endorsement contract, his contract, which is insane, an insane amount of money. Um yeah. How much do you think it was? They don't say it. Gosh, I was, I was curious. It can't be that much. It's kind of. I was thinking like maybe two hundred fifty k. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was gonna say like right? yeah, anywhere because he said a lot it's, in '94. It's, it's, it's six figures. Junior for Goodwill. Sure. It's six figures for sure. Yeah. Um, I think two fifty sounds about right. Right. '94 right? Junior Goodwill Games, Hendrix Hockey. Like they're not gonna pull out all the stops, but like they'll no, make it not, worth yeah, his yeah. time. Yeah. Especially um, with all the 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 photo shoots and all like the yeah. the networking that they have them do once the games start. They, it's, yeah. it's it's definitely a uh, it's it's not a huge investment, but it's enough for them to, you know, get the get the wheels going, how they do, how they have them, you know, Ex- exactly. And I love that he like he's only the consummate salesman tipples. He's like, you know, because he's like, what does Hendrix hockey want with me? And tipples like, I, um, you know, Pat Riley, Bear Bryant, you know, are those just coaches? But they're they're brands. Exactly. It's all about the brand, you know. Dude, I wanted to be a coach when I was a kid. Like, I worshipped Phil Jackson. I, like, in fourth grade, we had, like, dress as your career day for school, and I dressed as a coach. I wore a shirt and tie. <laughs> what happened? I'm not Should've kidding. Should have kept going. And I, think I, and I think I had a clipboard. Nice. <laughs> a shirt and a tie. I wore a shirt and tie and a clipboard. I and wanted so, to be Phil so, Jackson. Some air bomb bass. Oh, dude! I would the the air bombays were were my target market. Oh, see, isn't the, the there's a line there where he's he's telling it to Kareem, and he's like, "It's it's the loafer for kids who want to coach." And yeah, like, Kareem goes, "Well, how many kids do you think want to coach?" <laughs> there was one in Wayne, Nebraska. That's a, that's all you need. It's one. That's all you need. Ah, oh, <laughs> man. But so so after he gets his contract, then it then it hits us with my favorite thing of all of these movies, Heath. It hits us with America's number one hockey publication and an article yes. about the new ducks. Yeah. It's, and it's, uh, it's it's Bombay is hired on is something like that for the headline. Do you have the exact yeah. headline? No, it's it well it yeah, just says it's, it's uh, Bombay scat. hired as 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 US team USA Goodwill Games coach. Um, and then that's the headline. And then there's a small little article underneath that headline. And yeah. remember in D1 where the articles um, were very poorly written and didn't make any sense at all, but they were at least trying to actually have an article about what the headline was. 
Yeah. Well, you're not going to knock the new ducks join flock line, are you? No, the head the headlines are fine. I have no issue with the headlines. My issue okay. is the articles themselves because after the headlines in D one, they at least tried to make an an actual article. Yeah. In, in D two, they don't try at all. It's a it's a boilerplate fucking nonsense article that talks about taking and it doesn't make any sense but there's so many grammatical errors but it talks about like taking legal action and then we're gonna have to do hearings and you know this is uh it's gonna get back to the public and public perception and legal action and hearings and then it only has two it has like two or three paragraphs and then it just repeats itself again for however Yikes. long the, they, so they didn't even try they just took a standard boilerplate fucking i'm sure it's like a standard just paragraph left the template in there exactly they just left the template in there if that every other movie does it's like just at least try guys at least try <laughs> um uh we got some professionalism from disney's yeah. Oh, no. but the, the, Yikes. So, so that's the first one and then it scans down to the bottom page and that's where you get new ducks join flock and we yep, get shows all the noobs shows the five noobs and I and then we get a little introduction to them because Tibble starts talking about them and gives us yeah. an introduction, brief introduction. We see them a little bit. One thing but then they talk, highlight each person. They highlight yeah, you each ready. Person. I can go down. You okay. want to start with uh, he kicks things off with Luis Mendoza from our Miami club, a real speedster, incredible skater. Re- Clocked do- him at 1.9 blue line to blue line. 1.9 blue line to blue line. First of all, blue line to blue line is not a common way. It's not like a 40-yard dash. You wouldn't clock somebody blue line to blue line. That's not a normal thing to say, blue line to blue okay. line, how fast somebody goes. So Tibbles is showing his hockey ignorance. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just, it doesn't make any sense. And he says he he clocks him at one point nine seconds, blue line to blue line. So I did, I did some math, because Tibble says it as if it's the fastest thing he's ever fucking seen in his life, and that's how the movie treats yeah. Luis is that he's the fastest kid in the fucking world, <laughs> and he can't stop. But so yeah. I did some math. Blue line to blue line is fifty feet. Okay. Okay. So one point nine seconds, blue line to blue line. Is we'll we'll even we'll even round up so he's a little slower, right? We'll say okay. two, we'll say two seconds, blue line to blue line. So that gives us twenty five feet per second, okay? Okay, which is roughly seventeen point oh five miles per hour, okay? Okay, seventeen miles an hour is 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 how fast Luis can skate, okay? Yep. So then I did some some digging into NHL players and um like how fast they normally go, how fast they are on average, like the fastest, all that kind of stuff. So the okay. the the top current speeds in the NHL are around 25 miles per hour, 25, 26 in that range. So they're blowing Luis. Luis isn't even fucking close. He's not that fast. So well, he's that, also 13 though, Brandon. Speed is speed though. He, you can't teach speed, you know? Okay. Speed is uh, speed. All right. Well, I would imagine. Yeah. I was imagine. I would imagine Usain Bolt was just as fast when he was three years old as he is now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a, yeah. Luis Mendoza is the Usain Bolt on hockey, but so uh, skates. So Con- Connor McDavid is generally considered the fastest skater in the NHL today. 
and he's okay. been cl- he's been clocked at twenty five point four miles per hour. Okay. So then I looked at average NHL speed. Average NHL speed is anywhere from twelve to twenty miles per hour. So Luis is right in the average. He's an average fast. He's an average skater. Then I looked at like like the fastest all time, right? Yeah. And so this, I found this story about Bobby Hull, who's a famous, uh, famous hockey player. He played in like the the sixties, seventies, maybe into the eighties. I don't know. I forget. I forget how old Bobby Hull is. Famously, a terrible person, though. If you wanna, if you wanna do it, if you wanna look into some weird fucking like just nonsense stories about how terrible of a, Bob, a person Bobby Hull is, just Google his name. It'll come up right away. Nice, terrible person. But uh, in 1968, pop the pop the magazine Popular Mechanics. Are you familiar with them, Heath? No, I'm not. They clocked not, not not in the rotation. So they they did a whole thing with Bobby Hull where they clocked how fast he was going. Now there is some debate about how accurate some of, how accurate Popular Mechanics math is at when they did this. So this is yeah. it's a it's a slightly disputed number of how fast Bobby Hull was going, but. They clocked him at twenty nine point seven miles per hour. That's twelve miles an hour faster than Luis was going. Luis is slow as shit. Okay. I just I feel like you're being a little hard on Luis comparing him to NHL level skaters, Brandon. Twenty nine miles an hour, but I'm only being hard because they Junior treat him. Games. They treat him as if he's the fastest motherfucker in the world, and then they give that is true. Like he's a prodigy or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that's average at best, and so he's. It's not pro. If he was a prodigy, it would be like one second blue line to blue line. And the blue line to blue line is what threw was is what enraged me in the first place. I was like, that's not a fucking that's not a thing. People say blue line to blue line. Nobody, you know, nobody cares how fast you are. Blue line to blue line. You know what the best part about this whole Luis intro is, though? Do you know how, and we you know how weird it would be to clock somebody blue line to blue line? It would just like it just doesn't make any sense that you would do it like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like a 40-yard dash in hockey doesn't make a lot of sense. Exactly. So. Like, they, they they have speed competitions at, like, the All-Star game. They have, like, fastest skater. But they have them on, like, yeah. a like a course that goes, like, that uses, like, the whole rink. You know, it's not just, like, blue line to blue line. It doesn't make any fun. It just, you know, that was my biggest issue. And then I got into the math, so. Listen, Brandon. Math aside, you know who disagrees with you and thinks that Luis is a pretty good-looking skater? Connie. Connie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I so I very good-looking. What do you think, Gee? That's a great line from Averman. Yeah. I will side with Connie though. He's a very good-looking skater. Yeah. He's not, very he's not, very he's sharp-looking. He's just not the fastest. Yeah. Um, but we have one minor problem with his skating outside of him being handsome. And it's the fact that he has no breaks. How does that happen? How do you not like, how, how are you, get- how are you good enough to make the junior goodwill games, but not good enough to be able to stop? You yeah. just run over the go- like goalie interference every time. Yeah. Or does he, or does he sk- always shoot from like one side of the goalie so he can just mash into the boards? But like eventually, you think his body would like, well, start to betray him. <laughs> and it's the fact that like, so he he can't stop. So then you would think, 
where along your lines where like he goes to the side, right? So I'm, I'm gonna skate on the mm-hmm. side. I'm gonna shoot from the side, and then he can like turn around the goal and keep going to where he doesn't have to stop. You know, like just keep like yeah, I guess. going in circles. But he's not smart enough to do that either. He just runs into just, the wall, the boards, or the goalie. Yeah. So Luis, but you know, we got a lot of, listen, lot of we got a lot of work to do with Luis. We got a lot of work. But we know we don't have a lot of work to do with Luis on the baseball field because between rookie of the year and Sandlot, Luis has some game in, in the baseball he's, diamond. He's 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 not in rookie of the year. He's just in Sandlot. I thought he was the rookie of the year kid. He's just Sandlot? No. Julie the Cat's in rookie of the year. Oh, that's what it is. That's what yeah. it is. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, yeah. So this is uh I, I don't have it pulled up and I'm I'm blanking on his his actor name. But this is um um, Sandlot main dude, Be- Benny the Jet uh, Rodriguez yeah. in Sandlot, who also and Jess- Jesse Jesse Hall, Brandon Brandon Adams is the actor's name for Jesse Hall. He's also in Sandlot. Yeah, he's in Sandlot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but after Luis gets introduced, it's uh, my favorite from the new cast of characters, and it's Cowboy Dwayne. Hop along, Gretzky. Yeehaw! How's everyone? <laughs> Y'all ready to play some puck? And, and then I'm glad you said that. Hold on. I'm glad you said that, Brandon, because Jesse gives what I consider the most outdated reference in the history of cinema when Jesse <laughs> says, hey, look, it's Hopalong Gretzky. Do you know where that reference comes from, Brandon? Is it is it Cass- is it Hopalong Cassidy? Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Yes. That but, is. But, but I'm, I'm I, surprised. So I, I just know the phrase. I don't know what it's actually from. Okay. So Hopalong Cassidy is a fictional cowboy uh, from a book that was created in 1904. So the character Hopalong Cassidy is over a hundred years old. It had a resurgence in the fifties where they made a movie called Hopalong Cassidy, but this has got to be the most outdated insult I've ever heard in my life. Is that the... (laughs) Is that the only resurgence though? Was the fifties? Because I'm trying to. Yes, say, that was the only okay. resurgence. Maybe, maybe, like maybe, just, maybe they like in the eighties they made like another one or something or Disney. Like, did who is that reference for, Brandon? I don't know. I I didn't. I, just didn't, I didn't get it, but I, I still laughed it. at it. You know. Ah, uh, I I guess <laughs> I don't know. You know what just, else I had an just issue the phrase, with? Just the phrase "hop along, Gretzky." That just sounds funny. You know. I also, that is, it was fun. Like, and everyone got the imply that he was a cowboy, but I just, I just was shocked at how dated that joke was. Yeah. Um, I also have a little bit of beef with D- Cowboy Dwayne because they said he was from Austin, but he had a pretty thick accent for being from Austin. I don't know if you met anyone from there. They don't talk with like thick country accent and especially well, like now. being a cowboy. Not now. Back back in the I mean, back in the early nineties, Austin wasn't that big of a city, you know. Yeah, he has West Texas cowboy written all over him. And he, I would imagine he was born in West Texas, and then he moved to Austin because that was the closest place he could play hockey. That that would be my or guess. That's or okay, like that makes sense. Or like East Texas, like there's some ranchers up in like Northeast Texas. Yeah, there's one thing for sure. Though, but anyways, Heath, Dwayne's got dangles, dangles for days. That's. So yeah, some dirty fucking dangles right there, boys, because he's the best puck hang- bu- best puck handler that Tibbles has ever seen. Ever. For his age, 
Ever. No. Ever. Wow. But he does have a tendency to showboat. Everyone has like a a fatal flaw. Except for except for Julie the Cat. Speaking of Julie the Cat, she's next. Julie the Cat's flaw is that Bombay's an idiot. That's her only flaw. Oh. I actually I have that as well. Cause okay, so Julie the Cat won the state championship for Maine three years in a row. And then they show Goldberg, um, I'm the man, I'm the man. And then he falls down <laughs> because he can't stay up in the goal. And then Tibbles is like, mm-hmm, watch this. And Julie the Cat is just stopping <clears throat> absolutely everything is a fucking how, brick wall. How he didn't and then how Bombay didn't think right from that get go that he should be starting Julie the Cat is beyond me. He's or at least like having a genuine competition. Yeah, he just for has, starter. He has blind loyalty to Goldberg just because Goldberg's a duck. Wait, did you hear what he said too? Oh, we could use a backup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't even give her a shot to get the starting role, dude. That's it. See, like she for all the things that people she say about Bombay. Ugh. She legitimately doesn't play until the very last shot of the good yeah. case. It like it doesn't make any sense. And she's just a fucking brick wall over there. And but like that's it. For all the things that like Minnesota Miracle Man with Bombay and stuff, like that was a trash job. Like you have yeah. to have open competition there to play the best goalkeeper. Yeah. And you gotta be quick to pull the plug on Goldberg when he's sucking it up. Yeah. I mean you do you don't even need to know anything about hockey to know that Julie, the cat was the better goalie. It was very clear yeah. and obvious. And he was, he was uh. blinded by duck loyalty. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of coaches have that flaw. Like it definitely humanized Bombay, but man, like you just, after watching that back, like I always knew that he couldn't justify playing Goldberg over Julie, the cat, but I didn't realize how just completely off base. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh my gosh. This is just, this is I, I love some Bombay, but geez, this Julie the Cat stuff, it's he fucked up big time. Absolutely. So yeah, we won't we we got a lot more to say about Julie the Cat. The miscarriage of justice towards Julie the Cat in this movie. It just it's it's hard to watch, you know? Yeah. Yep. So so anyways, um after we see Julie the Cat shutting everyone down, we get our boy Woo 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 Kenny Woo. Yes. Kenny and Bombay is like, isn't that the kid from the Olympics, the figure skater? See, and this goes to the point that the Junior Goodwill Games is a D-list tournament because the he mentions the Olympics. So we know yeah. like the Olympics are a real thing in this universe, and they're way better than the Goodwill Games. Yeah, I um Imagine, also, imagine being Kenny Wu to where you're an Olympic level skater at 13, and now you're playing in the Junior Goodwill Games for fucking Gordon Bombay, the Minnesota Miracle Man. What a fall from grace! Well, it wasn't a fall from grace. It was Tibbles being a genius salesman because Tibbles owns it. He goes, "Yep, what can it? What can I say? I convinced him hockey had more of a future." And meanwhile, Kenny Wu is literally just fucking like spinning in a circle in the background. Yeah, he's and he's like, "I put a stick in his hands, and no one has been able to touch him." Yep. But but Kenny is real tiny. He's a tiny little dude. Yeah, very undersized. Like he, yes. he'd get wrecked out there, and he does. Spoiler alert. And then, which actually, speaking of him getting rocked, 
That leads to our final newest team member. Dean Portman. Portman. The one and only. We've got another Walkman signing. From Chicago. And Bombay is like, that guy is a teenager? My favorite is Tibble's response to that. He just goes, hormones, man. (laughs) <laughs> that's and then my favorite is while that's going on, you've got Portman just skating around going, Don't you know that everything's on fire? And he's just like shoving all the ducks down. It's <laughs> great stuff, just knocking stuff. over ducks, yelling rock music out from his Walkman. And then, uh, Portman and, and fucking we get rocked, our, man. We get our first mention of, of Team Iceland. Because Bombay calls him a goon. Yep. He's like, this guy's yep. a goon. And uh, Tibble says, no, he's, I believe they're called enforcers. And when yep. you play Team Iceland, you're going to need him. Yeah, you're going to need him. And my, I also love, he's like, come on, Tex, sing it with me. Yeah. So my favorite <laughs> thing, like, here. my favorite thing about Portman is that, so they're all wearing the the jerseys of their their team right so Luis has the the south miami jersey uh julie the cat has her bangor maine jersey and kenny's wearing the san francisco jersey and then dean has his morgan park chicago jersey on which is black and silver like the raiders you know intimidating but not only that dean portman has made a very interesting um alteration to his uniform he's he cut the sleeves yeah, off. Okay. He cut. He cut. Sends the out off. guns out, boys. A wearing a sleeveless hockey jersey while playing hockey has to be the biggest power move I've ever seen in my entire life. Like that's There's, like like he's you, literally flexing on everyone there, on the ice. You you couldn't. I couldn't even dream of anything more badass than that. Okay. So like he that's just like he's not just an enforcer, he's a badass enforcer. Exactly. He's you know cuz he's got he a, he's and he's got the fucking walkman on while he's playing hockey too. Yeah. He's got that. Yeah, doesn't even care jersey. just lighting people up. The dude yeah. is just just oozing cool. It's the coolest motherfucker I've yeah. ever seen in my life, dude. Did you see him uh he's like my little man and puts Kenny Wu on the top of the goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he's like cracking jokes with with, with everybody else, Dwayne and Julie and all them. Dude, uh, uh, Dean Portman's the fucking best, dude. He is. He was a solid addition. Cowboy Dwayne is my fate was my favorite addition out of all the new decks, but Portman was the most badass. Oh, yeah, Portman is fucking gold. All of them are great. Kenny Wu's fantastic. Fucking yeah. Julie the Cat, obviously. Uh, you know they're all all. The all of the all five of the new ducks, fantastic fucking additions. I I agree, and by far my favorite call from the radio guy will forever and always. I already said it, but it will forever and always be woo 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 Kenny woo. Yeah. Oh, when he dude. makes that goal at the end, oh man, it just you get all fired up. But so then, but anyway, so, so we we have all five. So then now now Portman. Yeah, it pisses everyone off. So now they're like pushing and shoving in the middle of the ice because he's just like skating around, knocking over the ducks. Un like didn't do anything. They're not scrimmaging. He's just knocking them over while they're standing. Yeah. But so now, so now, now they're they're stuff. pushing and shoving. They're angry yeah. a bit. 
Um, and so we do, we have a little scrimmage, right? As we round out the, the last section of our, of part one here, we have a little scrimmage. Yeah. Where Wait, hold on. Like, before we, before we get into the scrimmage, did you like how Tibbles kept jumping in with Bombay and, oh, and then yeah. Bombay took his, took his whistle and he's like, you'll get it back at the end of the school year. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, Tibbles, Tibbles crushed it too. Cause he's like, he's like, uh, we came here to play hockey and we're team USA. Um, uh, anyways, yeah, it just him jumping in on Bombay cracked me up. Like I was, yeah. I was laughing really hard. At that so, so then Bombay, anyways, keep going. Bombay takes his whistle, tells him to, to, to stop, stop chiming in, get lost. I'm the coach. So then yeah. Tibbles is like, fine. Okay. I'll go grab the tutor. I'll be right back. Yeah. So he leaves and we, we have the scrimmage going on, right? Everybody's playing around yep. and guess who gets the puck fucking Fulton, Right. And he is going to rip a slap shot like no other. Hits yeah. the post and then starts ricocheting all over the arena, right? Yep. And where does it end up, Heath? Just right in our boy Tibbles, right to the dome. Yeah, so Hayes bringing the tutor. They're walking uh, uh, down the bench, right? Um, so this is the part where there's no glass, uh, so it can easily go through. Yeah. So, they, And he says, he's, he's describing the team to the tutor. And, he's and he like, goes, half of them are ringers from various parts of the U.S. The other half are. And then she yells, duck, because she sees the puck coming. That's right. The ducks. Boom. Boom. Port or, uh, uh, Fulton slap shot right to the dome. Yeah. He's out cold. I, yeah. I think it's the 20-minute, the 13-second mark right when he gets – right when he blacks out after he gets hit. So I just have one thing to say about the scrimmage before we start wrapping everything up is that Bombay was not coaching and evaluating the team. He was cheering the ducks on against their new team members. Like, even though I, it's exciting that banks scored like that is a trash coaching move. Yeah. Well, his, his blind loyalty to the ducks is, it, it, it knows, it knows no bounds. He's, Oh man, that really bothered me. Him cheering on the ducks during the scrimmage. Like you should be evaluating, seeing like what your, what your lines are, you know, getting that stuff worked out, seeing, seeing what kind of talent you have and who falls where instead of fucking cheering them on, especially when they're getting their asses kicked. Like, um, Jesse got just, uh, got spun around between his legs by cowboy Dwayne. Yep. Those dirty dangles, dude. Got to watch out for those. Yeah. Oof. Anyways, but yeah, that was that was a great way to end it. Though half of them are ringers, the other parts from the U.S. The other are ducks. <laughs> That's right, the ducks. Yeah. Boom, out cold. Yeah. Very cleverly done, and a great place for us to wrap up. And next episode is where we get the the first half of like the Goodwill games. And that's super fun too. Like they're in the classroom. They're oh man, I can't wait. I fucking love this movie. This is this is exciting. We oh, we went pretty long on this one, but I'm not surprised because everything, I, every second is worth breaking down. There's no better use of time than watching D2. And so yeah. like I mentioned, this is by far this is the movie that I that I think we've all been waiting for. Is D two? It's it's the best, yeah, of the three, absolutely, by far. hands down, by far. Um, and, and like I, we haven't even I, gotten into some of the best parts. Like oh we're no, just we're, like we're barely, barely, surface. yeah, barely. We haven't even we it. haven't even gotten to Wolf the Dentist Stanson, which I, I 
if you thought I loved Coach Riley, wait till we get to Wolf the Dentist. The dude is my hero. Okay, <laughs> just you would love Wolf the Dentist. He's, he dude, he's Brandon the fucking Rinaldo. best. The fucking uh, best. Yeah, I, I love the air bomb base too. That's that's great stuff. Loafers for kids who want to be coaches. <laughs> God, this movie's so good. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, and we haven't even gotten Russ Keenan out the knuckle puck. Like we still got that flow. That that street hockey scene we, is one we, of my faves too. So and the the sound the soundtrack for this movie too is fucking fantastic. We're gonna have to talk about the soundtrack. We talked about like the little opening sure. instrumental music, mm-hmm. and then I forget I forget the name of it, but the song of that Bombay uh, gets off the bus too. Great, and then as we go further yeah. on into the movie, it's just hit after hit after hit. There's like two or three Queen songs. You have Whoop, There It Is. There's, oh, it's just fucking. I didn't. We, we've already talked about the legacy of the, you know, fourth grade lip sync, Whoop, There It Is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That song, that song speaks to my soul. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com. <laughs>